Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Welcome into Chicago Bears Now. You guys can probably tell the voice is struggling, so I've got my handy-dandy water here. I just got too excited during our watch party yesterday and uh, woke up, throat was a little, uh, not a little tickle in the back of your throat, a little sore, and, um, you know, the voice, we're battling here. We're battling. I was listed as questionable, but uh, we're going to give it a go. Uh, here on today's show. So appreciate everybody for tuning in. My name is Harrison Graham. Producer Nick Roloff, a.k.a. Roley, uh, is going to be here with us as well, as always. So shout out your city. Let us know where you guys are tuning in from today. Are you sure you don't want to uh, switch roles and I host Chicago Bears you can. Live and you produce? You can. Uh, I, I, don't know. I produced one of your videos recently. Yeah. This uh, is a real tough performance here. I know Ready this is by Harrison Graham because we're I didn't know it was going to come, and then all of a sudden you came in today. Voice is all messed up. Yeah, you know, I uh, filmed a different video earlier, um, and it was a battle. We we do the <laughs> we have, we partner with uh, uh, Amazon and do some digital content with them. That was a battle. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, okay, let's get some shout outs going here. Um, if the energy's a little low, that's why. Uh, Elijah says Greenwood, Indiana. We got Donald in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, Kirk says Roly Bajent. Uh, not sure what you're implying there. Uh, I think he's implying that I could do the same thing as Tyson Bajent, and I think he's right. Sealand <laughs> in Green Bay. What's up, Sealand? Jeremy, Space Station. We got Josh in Plainfield. Mozzie in Urbana. We got Sonia Welch in Charlotte. And Sealand, uh, I'm going to get back to you on that uh, on that jersey deal, by the way, so stay tuned. Xavier from Milwaukee. We got Ronald in Chicago. Uh, Tommy in Aubrey, Texas. We got Big Ron in Iowa. TJ in Aurora. Eric in Waukegan. Kyle Smith says, you know where I'm at. You have to remind me, Kyle. I actually don't remember where you're at. You don't. Uh, Francisco in Apopka, Florida. We got Michael in Los Angeles. Uh, let's see, uh, Sheriff Dog in New Windsor, RL in Weed, California, we've got, uh, Sammy in Eugene, Oregon, the homie Trav in Chicago, we got, uh, Twinquist in Melbourne, Florida, Michael Matura in Germany, we also got OBC Austria in Europe, nice, Austria in the house, Kevin in Florida, what's up Kevin, Cheech in Norwich, Illinois, Spirit in Frankfurt. All right, here's our poll question of the day 
as Sammy B comes into the studio. We're good. We're good, bro. Unless you can bring me a new voice. You can help me in that regard. I tried to drink. Have y'all ever turned on the hot water with the water machine in there? It I've was steaming. Well, I, that's like, the I, goal, right? No, but like it was. Un, I was trying to gargle some hot water to help uh, my voice out, and it was too hot. I had to put an ice cube in there. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But we're battling. Can Bajent beat the Chargers? Why for yes and for no? Rolly, is there a chance? Can he? I'm sure there's a possibility. Will he? Probably not. Here's what I will say, though. I would not be surprised at all if this is a one-score game. Why? Because the Chargers don't blow out anybody. Yeah, they kind of stink. They're, 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 they're two and four. Even when they're, when they're a good team, they don't pull away from people. So if Tyson Bajant can play turnover free, I would not rule out the possibility of the Bears winning this game. Especially I, if they can run the football. My well question again. is, is the secondary going to be able to hold up for Darnell? I mean, look, the secondary has played a lot better recently. It'd be nice if you could get Eddie Jackson back uh, for this game. But Jalen Johnson's been good. Kyler Gordon's been playing pretty good. Jaquan Brisker had one of his best games of his career yesterday. Obviously, Brian Hoyer versus Justin Herbert. It's a little bit of a different Fine, deal. Brian. But you still don't have to go up against uh, – my, uh, Mike Williams, he's still out. Um, they're struggling outside of Keenan Allen, although Josh Palmer had Your a good game QJ yesterday. Your guy QJ kind of stank. He had a nice catch yesterday. Dude, they don't throw to him. He might not get open. I've seen conflicting information from Chargers people on this because I, I was curious about this. I'm like, why is he not getting the ball? One guy tweeted a clip of multiple plays of him where he's getting open off the release and they just don't throw to him. But then another guy was like, uh, he can't get open, so I don't know. Palmer's definitely better right now. That's for sure. That's for sure. But we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see if Jalen Johnson covers Keenan Allen a lot. I like how Tyreek Stevenson's playing Roly. Thought he had a good game he yesterday. Good. Thought he had a good game. You know what else is good? Oh, yes. Saving money with Rocket Money. We'll get to Sam LaCar's Super Chat in just a little bit, but I'll tell you what. There's nothing better in life than saving money, and there's nothing worse in life than spending money on stuff that you don't even realize. And that's what happens a lot of time. You sign up for these subscription services with free trials, et cetera, and then you forget about it. Well, Rocket Money, what they will help you do, rocketmoney.com slash bears now to download the app, they will list all of your subscriptions on one screen and tell you, hey, you're spending this amount on this, this amount on that, this amount on this, this amount on that, and you can um, figure out how much you are spending per month on each service. And you can cancel any of those services with the single click of a button. So go check out Rocket Money right now. They're over 5 million users and counting are saving over $700 per year. Rocketmoney.com slash bears now. A great financial app for your personal finances. Another great app. Uh, also, we got Price Picks. Guys, we've been telling you about Price Picks. Daily Fantasy Sports, it's the best. Price Picks is the best app out there for it because it's very simple. You pick two to six players. Uh, on any given entry, project for more or less than their prize picks projections, and then guess what? You can win up to 25 times your money, depending on how big your entry is. Roly and I were cashing in yesterday. You guys can I've as well. Pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Use code CLNS to get a deposit match up to $100. Okay. There Lactara. you have it. Lactara. Sammy Lactara with the hypothetical of the week. You have to choose from each category. You lose either A, your sight, or B, your hearing. Next category, 
feet or hands, and then finally, smell or taste. So in each category, you lose one of these. So I, 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 in the first category. I think it's pretty easy. I think you're ditching hearing. Correct. Like, um, don't get me wrong. Like, it would suck to never hear anything again. Like, really. Like, it also would just make things very difficult. But I'd rather see shit than I mean, not hear stuff. Like, just in case you happen to be listening out there and you have no hearing, I'm sorry. That, that really sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say this, too. The downside of... Here's the thing, though. If you lose your hearing, you also... You basically can't talk, either. Yeah. So you're almost losing two there. You are. So, but I would actually rather lose the ability to speak and hear than not be able to see. I think I would stick with that. Because, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, seeing is, like... Everything. I mean, imagine not being able to like just any. I, watch your favorite teams. Just like get, you can do stuff, obviously, but like it just ain't the same. Like you, there's a, at least with losing your hearing slash speaking. Like there's another language that you can communicate. There's another yeah. another way you can speak. Yeah. So sorry. It's tough. There. Yeah. Anyone who uh, uh, doesn't have some of their. Um, Five senses, that's, uh, I feel for you, that's very tough. Uh, okay, next category. So we're in the same boat. We're, we're, we're sticking with seeing. We're losing hearing, correct? Yeah, we're both losing we're ditching, hearing. We're ditching hearing. Okay, next, feet or hands? I'm dropping feet. So you're not walking? You're wheelchairing it up? See, I don't think you answer it that way, though. I don't know. You that's get prosthetic hands. I'd rather have prosthetic hands. You can still walk around. You still, I mean, I don't know. No, no. I'd rather lose my feet. Really? Yes. Okay, we're differing here. Having hands. I think I'm ditching the hands. Nah, I need hands. You can still walk around. I mean, if Dude, you. If, if you take prosthetics out of it, you are in a wheelchair if you if you ditch your feet. Period. That's. Yeah, it's at over. least I, I don't know. I'd, I'd rather I mean, not or be. I guess you could be on crutches forever. Yeah. Literally forever. You grind. Grind. <laughs> I'm ditching. I'm ditching. We're, we're we're differing there. And then um, smell or taste. See, that's this, pretty simple to this me. Is, I, don't, I don't need smell. But this is the same with. This ties into the first one. If you lose smell, you really don't taste either. I don't. How is that true? So like you know how in COVID you lose your smell. Like you're telling me if dude, I if can't you can't smell, if I also can't smell, if you can't smell at all. Your taste is severely diminished. But you like, might taste a little, like, it's but it's full, not the same. It's full on. I don't know. I think I'm ditching. Uh, I'm ditching smell. I don't have to smell the garbage on the street. Eat here's the thing, though. If you could ditch taste, you could like. I guess you could. You could be everything. a health nut. Yeah. You could also. But then you just can't have those little things, man. I know. Look, like, there's something to be said for like. Man, I could really go for a comfort meal right now. Yeah. Like, you literally would not care about meals if you lost taste. Well. Which, there's pros and cons to that. This was a jam-packed one. Yeah, this is a good one, Lactara. He got his money worth there. Orlando D., he says, Marvin Harrison Jr. won me over this weekend. What a stub. Let's make him a bear, please. I said this during the watch party yesterday. We'll see where this thing goes at quarterback with the draft stuff, all of it. Here's one thing I'm comfortable saying, at least at this point in the draft process, at this point in the college football season. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft. Not named Drake May. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft. Not name three. That includes the quarterbacks. I think he's the safest. I think he's he probably got the best chance to be an instant impact guy. Um, it is a premium position. I mean, teams want to upgrade a receiver all the time. Like, he has no weaknesses. I, I think MHJ is the best player in the class. Now, can you draft a receiver number one overall? I don't think so. Like, if, you, if you're Ryan Poles and you make the decision you're not drafting a QB, even if you get the number one pick, if for some reason that comes up, then you trade that pick. But I would still try to stay at three or four and get Marvin Harrison. Like, he is he's something special, man. He is something special. You, you pair him with DJ Moore, I mean, that's, that's lethal. All right, guys, let's talk about Jalen Johnson. NFL trade deadline eight days away. What would you do with Jalen Johnson? I want you guys to answer as if you were in charge. Would you pay him or would you trade him? Type P for pay or T for trade. P for pay, T for trade. Dude, I was just thinking about this, Harry. Sam Miller wants to trade him. JF says Pam. We were just because you're talking wide receivers, and I was thinking draft prospects, and obviously we talk a lot of Drake May. Um, do you think Tez Walker could get any juice for uh, – I don't think round one, but day two? Dude. He's good. His two full games, he's led the country in yards, touchdowns, and receptions. He's been really good. Actually, one of them was second, but he led, he led in yards for sure. He's been very good. He's like had Dude, you know who's a beast? Um, hold on. Guess who I'm going to say. No, um, wide receiver, I assume? Yes. Um, I think you're going to guess someone who I'm not actually thinking. Oh, dude, I swear there was a wide receiver that I was like. Let me get some shout-outs while you're thinking. Never mind. Sid says pay. Larry says pay. Joshua, Israel, Twinquist, Nick say pay. Um, most people are saying pay. A few trades in there. B-May saying trade. Daniel says trade fields. That's our guy, Sealand. EV says trade. Israel says pay. DC says pay. Kevin says pay. Uh, the player I'm talking about is Malik Neighbors out of LSU. Oh, yeah, yeah, He yeah, is okay. unreal. Yeah, so I wasn't thinking him, but I know he's got a lot of, <clears throat> like, he's the second best. Well, I- I've seen a lot of, it's either. How far does Ibuka fall with his injury? He hasn't been playing much. Yeah, he kind of stinks. I'm kidding. He doesn't actually stink. <laughs> he's good, but he um, hasn't been playing. I've seen a lot of the Florida State Keon. He's Dan. That's the guy who I thought you were going to guess. No, I, I wasn't thinking him. I thought I was thinking about a random ass wide receiver. I couldn't remember his name off the top of my head. You know who is a sleeper? I don't know what his draft status is. That dude for South Carolina is good. Um, Leggett is his name, I think. Okay. He's got um, like 800 yards. <laughs> um, but I was thinking this. I was just like, who's the wide receiver too? Is it Keon or is it Neighbors? I think it's I'm, Neighbors. A lot of I know that's like where the debate. Neighbors is right and now. Keon are neck and neck. They're yeah. different players. Dude, as much as we talk about how deep this draft class is, and it is in a lot of positions, maybe it's just early. But outside of MHJ, to me, as we currently mm-hmm. sit, there's not too many like crazy wide receivers. I still think it's saying, better than last year. Like I think Neighbors is a better prospect than Flowers, for example. And Flowers yeah. is a good prospect. Why does I think Coleman's a better prospect than Quentin Johnson. Yeah, I didn't love the wide receiver class last year. You kind of know that I was also – Like, JSN was a good prospect, but, like, he's not a number one in most drafts. I'm also – He's not a wide receiver. I was very one. negative on Quentin Johnson. Yeah. I that. Yeah. I just called him Devontae Parker 2.0. Interesting comp. Interesting comp. All right, we got a lot to talk about. If you're ready for the show to start, like the video, hit that like button. 
Let's go. What's the threshold today, Rolly? Got 300 watching? 300, uh, 115. So that's about 16, likes. 65 likes away. 115 likes. We got Philly's D-backs on, by the way, so we can kind of keep tabs on this thing. Give me a game seven. So that's Let's what I'm talking about Romeo um, Odunes from Washington. He's solid. Dude, they have three good receivers. Solid, I don't know if yeah. any of them are going around one. Well, dude, also. Romeo uh, might go late round dude, one. Dude, Polk is good. Jalen Polk's good, too. Yeah. Appreciate Romeo that, might Joshua. Romeo might go late round one. Appreciate they that. Got some, they got some dudes. All right. Almost 50 likes away. Hit that, Hit that like, that like button, button if you're go. ready for the show to start because we have a very good show planned for y'all. Yeah. We have to get the 115 likes. Got to get to 115 likes. Shout out Joseph. And just a little teaser, uh, we pushed back Mock Draft Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Not getting to it today. With Justin Fields' injury stuff, uh, update there, uh, we're putting it back. So we're, I think Thursday's live show, next yeah. Mock Draft. We'll, do it, we'll label it as a pre-trade deadline Mock Draft. Francisco says Rolly has hands. I do have hands. 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 15 Bob, likes away from watch, starting the show. If you watch Bob Does Sports, you know that reference. 15 hands. likes away. Can't wait to watch the new episode tonight. All right, hit that like button. I agree with Anthony, though, before we get into it. Draft Sam Oktar around one, pick one. That's that's a sure-fired Hall of Famer. I mean, we may have to do a Bears Now subscribers no, mock draft that. at some point. No, no, no. no. Feelings getting hurt? I think, I think feelings are going to hurt. Favorites would be played. Can't yeah. have that happen. Well, we know who you're picking. You're picking Lock. I mean, I, Lock, Lockby's always got my back. I always got to have my guys back. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Let's dive into it here. 120 likes. Uh, we got the latest Bears news and rumors. A key Justin Fields injury update. What does it mean for this week? What does it mean for the rest of this season? Live Q&A, hashtag Bears or Super Chat. If you Super Chat, it's a guarantee to get on the show. Uh, if you use hashtag bears, second uh, best chance of getting on as well. Trade questions, draft, whatever. Get those questions in. And then Jalen Johnson, are they going to pay him? Are they going to trade him? My message to Ryan Poles. We discuss all that and more coming up here on Chicago Bears Now. We kick off today's episode of Bears Now with a Justin Fields injury update. My name is Harrison Graham. We're battling through uh, a little bit of a hoarse voice here, uh, so bear with us. But Matt Eberflus had his Monday press conference and basically said there's no changes. Says he is doubtful for this week. Um, he did say they feel like it's headed in the right direction. Doesn't sound like surgery is going to happen. But Tyson Bajan is expected to start for a second consecutive game and I don't think this should be viewed as a surprise, right? Now, maybe it's a surprise that on Monday, six days away from the game, they're already almost declaring him out. Like, yeah, he's doubtful. He's probably not going to play. Uh, I thought maybe we'd wait until Wednesday when the first injury report comes out, but um, they're already basically making that declaration. So QB1, Justin Fields, is going to be out again. He, of course, is dealing with that dislocated thumb. And the part that shouldn't be surprising is, he dislocated his thumb eight days ago. Like, there's ligament damage in there. Like, uh, you know, certain uh, doctors say that a lot of the time that results in a surgery. So I don't think we should be surprised that he's going to miss more than one game. Uh, now, you hope it's less than four. Otherwise, you might as well have put him on short-term IR. Uh, but uh, I, I said it before the last game. I, I thought he'd miss at least two games, and it appears that's going to be the case, which means that uh, – uh, Fields is out. Tyson Bajan is in, uh, who we'll talk about a little bit more in just a moment. But help us out. 
Victory Monday. We're having a blast here. Hit that subscribe button. We cover the latest Bears news, rumors, injury updates, trade buzz with the NFL trade deadline just over a week away. If you are interested in any of that surrounding the Chicago Bears, we also do live interactive content like mailbags, watch parties, and much more. Hit that subscribe button. Join the movement. Let's get this channel to 100,000 subscribers ASAP. We're currently at 77,000 and change. Appreciate all the love and support. All right, that means it is Tyson Bagent against the Chargers this week. Uh, he is slated to make his second consecutive start after uh, winning his op or his first start uh, a week ago. And by a week ago, I mean a day ago. Uh, you look back at the numbers here, and I, I thought it was a very efficient and sound uh, sound game plan, efficient performance. That that's how I wanted to put that there. Twenty-one to twenty-nine, buck sixty-two, touchdown, no turnovers, rushed for a couple of key first downs. QB rating was high. I thought for what the Bears asked him to do, he executed at a very, very high level. Now, I think we need to put context into all of this. Let's not declare him as the chosen one after one start in which he did some good things. Uh, Keynote from Next Gen Stats that Around the NFL tweeted out, Bears rookie quarterback Tyson Bajan's 2.1 air yards per attempt in the Bears win over the Raiders is the shortest average depth by qualified quarterbacks in a game this season for next-gen stats. Remember in week one when we freaked out because Fields wouldn't throw the ball downfield and the, and the average, uh, the A dot, which is this stat, was very low? Bajan went lower than that. So I think we just need to realize that, hey, the game plan was to let's not overcomplicate it with Bajan. Let's make give him some easy, quick decisions, play to his strengths, which is to get the ball out quickly and accurately, and he executed that very, very well. To me, a number one job of a quarterback, especially a backup quarterback, is to take care of the football and make smart decisions. He did that, and he deserves a lot of credit for that. What I'm wondering moving forward is does the game plan expand? Because they didn't ask him to do too much. He was a, he was a bus driver, if you will, a distributor, a, a game manager. But will Luke Getze free him up a little bit more this week? Because if I'm the Los Angeles Chargers, if I'm Brandon Saley, if I'm putting that game plan together this week, I am stacking the box, I'm playing more man coverage, and I am forcing Bajant to try and beat me over the top, or at least make 10-plus yard throws, because he only threw one ball uh, beyond 10 yards downfield, I believe, which was that uh, nice second or third read progression to um, Tyler Scott over the middle uh, on a key third down, which is a very nice play. Um, that's what I'm doing, though, if I'm the Chargers. I'm not letting Deontay Foreman go for big yardage, or at least I'm trying to not let him do that. And I'm playing man coverage, and I'm trying uh, to force Tyson Bajan to beat me. So I think if you're the Bears, you got to prepare for that. you got to at least have it in the game plan and in the playbook. Hey, uh, we like this set of package plays uh, to throw the ball downfield because I, I just don't think you're going to be able to throw the ball at or near the line of scrimmage on virtually every pass attempt moving forward. So I'm going to set the more or less passing yards at 175 and a half. 162 this in his first start. I think they'll ask him to do a little bit more this week. About 175 and a half against the Chargers. Will he throw for more than that or less than that? I think it's going to have to be more if the Bears are going to win this game. Like if Bajan can flirt with 200 yards, I think the Bears have a pretty decent chance here. Type M for more or L for less. Let us know in the comments how many yards you think Tyson Bajan will pass for. All right, we'll get back to some more Bears news and rumors items in a second, but looking to save money, you're looking to scale back on your spending, well, Rocket Money, personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one 
place. Most people think they're spending roughly $80 per month on subscriptions, when in reality, that number is closer to $200. When you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you used to watch one show for or free trials for delivery you don't use anymore, it's so easy to lose track of what you're paying for. So with Rocket Money, they will list out all of the subscriptions that you are paying for on one screen, and they'll have a cancel button next to every one, and you can decide which ones to cancel. You click cancel, and they'll either handle it for you, or they'll give you the easy steps to cancel it in a quick and timely manner. That way you don't have to deal with extended customer service, et cetera. That's what Rocket Money provides. Cancel those unwanted subscriptions. Start saving money with Rocket Money. Go to rocketmoney.com slash bears now. Uh, right now, download the app by using our link, support us, that support, and you'll get supported with your pockets with this app. Rocketmoney.com slash bears now. Go check them out. Download the app today. It is Rocket Money. You look at some other Bears injuries here for Matt Eberflus that he announced earlier today. Uh, really good news on the first one. Roshan Johnson likely returning. He said there's one final hurdle he's got to clear, but it sounds like uh, he, he's near the finish line of getting out of concussion protocol, and that's good news. I mean, we're at about two and a half weeks here now, so that this is an extended stint in the concussion protocol, so I'm glad he's finally – uh, getting out of the fog, if you will. So obviously, you know, you're not going to rush these things. You got to got to clear the threshold. So glad to see that. Hopefully, he's back at practice on Wednesday. Nate Davis remains out. He's not going to play this week. Still dealing with that high ankle sprain. Uh, he's going to miss at least another game here. And he did he did not offer an update today, but he said uh, there there will be more of a Braxton Jones update on Wednesday. Said his practice window potentially could open. So. Maybe just maybe he's closer to getting back. I would guess it's Larry Borm for another week, but uh, maybe Jones is uh, at least getting closer, trending up in the right direction. Okay, let's talk about the other Johnson, Jalen Johnson. Is Jalen Johnson going to get paid? Obviously, this has been a hot topic, especially as of late, especially coming out of that game yesterday. Uh, Matt Eberflus uh, gave some thoughts on this. Uh, he was asked about it today on whether or not Jalen Johnson should get paid or not. And Flew said this. He said, look, obviously I'm not going to talk about money. He's not going to talk about contract specifics. But I've always enjoyed seeing those guys get what they're due. That tells me he thinks Jalen Johnson should. I'm not going to get into the negotiations of those things. That's between him and Ryan Poles, and we'll see where it goes. He's done everything we've asked. So to me, that's like a conservative way of not sending a message, but basically having Jalen's back. Like, hey, this guy is a good player for us. He's doing what we're asking. He's executing what we're teaching. Uh, he threw in the, the, the little note. I always like when worthy players get paid. And Jalen Johnson fits that bill. I mean, he's having an excellent season this year. He has the lowest passer rating when targeted number in the NFL. Lowest as in lowest passer rating. It's, it's less than 30. I mean, he has been tremendous uh, in coverage this year. And the one knock on him was that, he doesn't take the ball away a lot. Some of that is because he doesn't get thrown at a lot. But some of it is because that just hasn't necessarily been his game. He hasn't always gotten those interceptions. To get two in one game yesterday, he's got to build a lot of confidence there and hopefully show the Bears that, hey, he is going to be able to do more of that moving forward. And look, after that first pick six, uh, he se seemingly sent a bit of a message, uh, kind of stacking the dollar bills to the camera uh, with the little celebration there. And he, of course, was asked after the game, hey, were you sending a message to this front office? And he said, damn right, 100%. I've been wanting to get to the negotiation table. I know who I am. I know I can play this game at a high level. And I feel like I deserve to get paid like that. He's a CB1. And look, we, we could debate until the cows come home on whether or not 
you know, that's the right way to do things. But I'll explain in a different video when we talk more about Jalen Johnson and why they should keep him that he's done everything the right way leading up to this point. Um, and again, we'll uh, little teaser for you. We got a full video on Jalen Johnson coming up. And if you're watching live on Monday, we'll dive into this. But to me, Jalen Johnson's a guy you keep around. I mean, you look at the highest paid corners uh, in this league. A lot of these guys that have gotten paid, he's better than right now. Now, that does not mean you give him $20 million per year. Um, but I think, you know, 14 on the floor probably, 17, 18, uh, you know, at the peak. Like, Trayvon Diggs got $19.4 million. That guy is a takeaway machine. I don't think I don't think Jalen Johnson's getting that. Could he get 16, 17, though? Three years, $50 million would be just under 17 a year. Like, I, I definitely think that's that's on the table. And I think that he would be worth that. You got $96, $97 million in cap space next year. Like, you've got the money to do it. So get this done. Pay Jalen Johnson. Don't trade him before next week's deadline. That would be a mistake. Uh, and I really, really hope that Ryan Poles does not do that. What would you guys do? You're in charge. What would you do with Jalen Johnson? Type P for pay or T for trade him. I would pay him. That's just a guy that is a good player. He's a young player at 24 years old. He knows uh, he's a leader in the secondary. He knows the system. He knows if this will be the system in place moving forward. But he's been good in two completely different defenses. I would pay him. Let me know what you guys think. All right, little draft order update <clears throat> as we go into Monday Night Football, NFL Week 7 in the books, except for Monday Night Football. Uh, but uh, uh, obviously the Bears won yesterday, so things have shifted a little bit, but they got some help in terms of like the tank standings, if you will. Obviously, still have the number one pick. Carolina's winless. Uh, they did not play this week. They had their bye, uh, so still holding firm there. Cardinals were the only one-win team to not win yesterday. Uh, so they jumped up to the number two pick. Bears' own pick is still number three because they have the worst strength of schedule between themselves, Denver, New York, and New England. Uh, Packers uh, have already had their bye, so at two and four, they're sitting there. Vikings, uh, the reason there's an asterisk there, because uh, they play on Monday Night Football. So if they win, they would drop in the standings. If they lose, they would jump up to either uh, somewhere between uh, four and seven. I'm not quite sure, depending on strength of schedule. And then uh, Chargers and Titans there at two and four. The point is, is number one, don't worry too much about tanking this early on because you do have that Carolina pick. And number two, you still have the number three pick as well. So, like, you're in a good position uh, regardless come draft time, and they're going to be in a good position. Will they get the top two picks? Will they get two top five picks? Who knows? Not necessarily. A lot of football between now and then. But uh, that is where things sit right now. I'm Harrison Graham. Be sure to subscribe to the channel for more Chicago Bears videos. We got you covered on a daily basis. All right, secret agent man's burner. All right, I've got a cannon. Yes, yeah, so well, I tell you what, you didn't show it off in the first start. Well, did you see this after the game? So he, both he and Flus were asked, "Why did Nathan Peterman come in and throw that hail mary?" Flus said, "Because Nate's got a big, big arm." I've never thought of Nathan Peterman as someone who has a rocket for an arm. All right, fair. Maybe I've missed something. He definitely has a stronger arm than Nathan or than Tyson Bates. I mean, I think the answer to that has to be true because they're with these guys every day, so yeah. there's no other reason. But uh, Tyson was asked about it, and I, he was kind of half joking, I think, and he was like, "I've got a cannon," and the whole media room laughed. So, I. Look, I don't think it's that big of a deal, 
Uh, but uh, it's just kind of it's it's kind of funny when Nate Peterman comes into the game to throw a hail mary, and it's not like he's known for having it's a rocket arm. It's not the first time like something like this has happened, by the way, right? Like you I, see this, but not Nathan Peterman. I get the like Nathan if your Peterman backup part. is I'm trying to think of an example. Like I'm sure, Jacoby Brissett used to do this. Um, it's a good one. Like who's brought Purdy's backup right now? Darnold, Darnold, maybe he would throw. Darnold one. would absolutely come in for like a sixty yard. Yeah, like there, there have been examples of this in the past, or like whoever Chad Pennington's backup was in the day. I'm just saying, like, it's just funny when that guy is Nathan Peterman. Yeah, like he's he's not someone you're like, hey, at least if we need a hail mary, he's the guy you turn to. It's more yeah. of just like, well, his arm's probably a little better than Bajent's. So. Listen, I actually am with Tyson Bajent because um, when I. Uh, little QBing in my day. I am a strong thrower of the football when it comes to intermediate throws, but I can't light it up like 55 yards. Yeah. Uh, but, like, I can put some serious velocity on 15, 20 yards. It's been – how long ago did I do this? It's been oh, about a decade ago. I threw a football from midfield through the upright, uh, uprights, a collegiate football. So it's about 65. Yeah, like 50 to the goal line, 10 to the end zone through the uprise, about 65. Like I, I, I can get the 50 yarder there, but like I, I'm, I'm a surgeon in, in 20, 20 yarders personally. Yeah. That's me. Let's go to Chef here. Kind of want to throw a pigskin. First around. time super chat. I haven't Three, thrown a pigskin in a while. Four. Kind of. I'd be down to sling it. Sling it around. Run some routes too. Get it going. Hope things go well for Bajan, but he is QB2. Yeah, I said it earlier. Like, I, I don't think I, – I know some people are going to go there. I don't think we've entered QB well, controversy. Gone. Tommy Pham, Mets oh. legend, five-hitter for the Arizona Diamondbacks. D-backs up one nothing. Tommy Pham, Mets legend. See, now that's a Mets guy that I like. Signed yeah. a one-year deal, absolutely balled out, and then they're <laughs> like, all right, Pham, we'll send you to a contender. There you go. Um, yeah, I said it earlier, though. I don't think you're in a QB controversy right now. Could that change if Bajant lights up the Chargers and wins this week? Maybe. Um, I will say this. I think playing Bajant this week is the right decision. Right? Fields is clearly not going to be 100% by Monday. That's been confirmed by Matt Eberflus today, calling him doubtful, or by Sunday, uh, calling him doubtful today. So, yeah. And, and guess what, Chef? Even if that's all he is, that's okay. Like, it, he looked – that was a good backup QB performance. Like, he ran the offense well. So, good for him. Chris Lopez, what is going on with Yannick? I mean, look, I, I, I think I think what you're seeing is why he was unsigned for a while. Not because he's not a good dude or not a good fit in the locker room or anything like that. It's because, yes, he's had a lot of sack production in his career. But if he's the best pass rusher you have, you're not going to have a good defensive line. Like, he's a good number two, number three type of pass rusher. Like, if he was playing with the Chiefs next to Chris Jones, he would feast because he would get a lot of favorable matchups, and the D-backs just went back-to-back to back to nothing. I'll wow. see you tomorrow night. We Lord will Gurriel, see you tomorrow Aaron night. Nola, fuck you. Wow. Those were tanked. Both uh, the left field, too, and the, and the bank is silent. Banks uh, are closed on Monday. Closed on Mondays. Wow. Um, but that, that's the simplest way I can say it. And I, I think Yannick's done some decent things, but – Two sacks in seven games. Obviously, you're hoping for more. Brian with the $5 super chat. Shout out Brian, by the way. 
Watch it. Yeah, Brian, you were bringing the heat yesterday, man. Okay, how bad is the kid's arm to pull him for a Hail Mary? I don't need 70-yard bombs, but what about 10 to 20 yards? Yeah, look, like that's why I just said it during the, our first segment there. And feel free to chime in here, uh, Roly. I think, and I would expect this happens as soon as this week, teams are going to start, like, eliminating some of that quick game. Like, it's hard to eliminate yeah. all quick game, but, like, 2.1 a, a dot, like, that's going to have to go up. Like, at some point, you're going to have to challenge teams downfield, or at least in the intermediate game. So, I would expect that the Chargers try to take that away. Now, they're not a great defense, but – um, I think I don't think the same exact game plan is going to work with the same level of success this week. That it no, yeah, week. they're definitely gonna have to put in some more wrinkles because when you watch, because like obviously the Raiders, well, you can argue that they aren't the most smart team out there. They're they're gonna yeah, you're, they're they're gonna watch the film and they're gonna just kind of have an idea of what Bajan likes to do, what he doesn't like to do. And by the way. If you're Luke Getze and company, you can still run a fairly conservative game plan while still freeing him up a bit. Like, you can run bootlegs where you have crossers on the backside where it's like you're not asking him to diagnose crazy things, but you can get the ball downfield a little bit more. But the point is, is you're not just going to be able to run screens and just check downs and all day. Like, you're going to have to be somewhat of a threat to throw the football beyond 10 yards. All right, daily basis, five bucks here. Everything LA has shown so far makes me think we can beat them. If that happens, how salvageable is the season? What does it mean for the coaches? Loaded question. Um, I don't think beating the Raiders and the Chargers necessarily saves this coaching staff, but it gets you to three and five. It, the season is at least somewhat attainable to do something, right? Because then you got the Saints on the road. They're not a world beater. Carolina at home after that. Like, if you beat the Chargers, things are possible. That that's really as far as I'm willing to go. Like it, it, it because if you lose the Chargers, it doesn't really matter. You're two and six again. Like every time really we've gotten to this, if you win this game, you've lost it. Flus has Denver. never won two in a row. You lost Denver. You lost um Vikings. Both of those on paper were games you probably should have won. Definitely should have beat Minnesota this year. That's a bad one. Well, without Jetta, like you caught him at the right time. And like you can't, like, and I know people are gonna say, "Oh my God, they're tattooing Dude, they are tagging Noah. Noah." I'll see you in game. I'll see you in game seven. They're gonna send the runner here. Alec Thomas got speed. Uh, he's gonna stand up. Yeah, he's wow. quick. Three nothing. No outs in the inning too. Let's, let's ride. How much rope you give Noah here? Uh, good question. You pull him and. Make him available tomorrow night, I mean, 32 You don't pitches? want to tax your bullpen, though. That's the I thing, know. because you're going to need him tomorrow. I know. It's 3 nothing though. You don't want to punt on this. Ugh. I don't envy being a manager in these series, dude. It's baseball, being a ba manager in baseball is so easy during the regular season. It's and a then once completely the different around, game. Like, it really is. Like, you can be a horrible regular season manager, yet an unbelievably Or vice versa. Manager. Yeah. In fact, more often it's vice versa. Yeah. Because you are faced with so many. I think Dusty season. Baker was that for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. Like, because he's a good culture guy, players believe in him, but like the in-game decisions you have to make are very yeah, tough. Yeah, brutal. Daily basis. Also, how about Detroit getting thrashed? That was nice. Yeah, they got that was bad, man. I don't. Baltimore this, shit pumped. This is a. I. I'm trying to decide whether it's more of a Lions aren't as good as you 
instinct or if the one Ravens week at their best or just at the top of the Because the Ravens have been weird, too. Remember, they messed I around I'm, and lost I think I'm willing to state this, and you guys might disagree with me, that I think it was more of when the Ravens' passing game is clicking on all cylinders. They're kind of unstoppable. They are a top three team in football because when you combine the passing game with Lamar's ability to run, yeah. that team will not be able to be stopped. Yeah. And that's kind of where I lean. Yeah. Because, I mean, Lamar threw for 300-plus. I think he threw for three or four tutties. Like, Look, and that type of offense is what has made – like, that's been the intrigue with Fields. Yeah. It's like, if he can get there as a passer, like, that's what it could be. Right. Because, like, when you think of – I think the Ravens, for the first time in Lamar Jackson's career, have a good enough system – and when I system, I mean pass catchers around yeah. them. It's always been Mark Andrews and no one. But now you have Odell. Yeah, I know he's banged up, but he's still he's, decent. He can still threaten the defense. Flowers has been Zay solid. Flowers has been phenomenal. He's the best the rookie receiver. Right yeah, now. he has been. Uh, him, him or Josh Downs, if you believe that or not. Josh yeah. Downs has been fantastic. JSN and QJ have been quiet. Um, as we, but like, I, I like, I really think they finally starting to get a good weaponry around Lamar. And if he's able to stay healthy, that team is dangerous because they're always going to be good defensively. Even yeah. if they don't have names, yeah. they always will be good. Yeah. Hashtag Bears, Super Chat to get on the show. Kevin C., we're going to start with yours. I'll knock out the Jumping Jacks first. First time Super Chatter. Four, five. Um, we'll kick off our mailbag with Kevin C., Super Chat. Trades with the deadline. Draft, upcoming game, Bajant, Fields, whatever questions you have. Load them up. We need we more questions, them. so get them in. Need more questions, Rolly says. Oh, oh my goodness. I don't know if that's tank. It was off the end of the bat. I'll move them over at least. Oof. He just missed that. It was off the end of the bat. That that ball is off his bat a, two centimeters closer <clears throat> to the barrel. That's gone. Yeah. That's, that's the crazy thing about, like, you talk about a game of inches. I think baseball is the biggest game of inches. It's like a game of millimeters Because, sometimes. like, I'm not kidding. Two centimeters to the left, that catches enough barrel to probably get yeah. out. That's one of those you got to, like, elite elite hitters, take that to left center. Yeah. Now, Jordan's hitting that left center gap. Or he's just pulling it for a tank anyway. How about Jordan striking out in that big moment in the eighth? Bad AB for him. That Rare bad AB. That, that, I thought that was going to be the game yeah. where the Astros take the lead from Jordan. I will say close it out. That, that ump was giving the outside part of the strike oh God, zone to righties. And then that strike two to Jordan was off the plate on the other side. That I'm stunk. He yeah. gave a lot of – That strike zone was wide. A lot yeah. of bad calls. Let's go to robot umps. Let's do it. Hashtag Bears or Super Chat. Here's the thing, chat. though. The ump was bad. I wouldn't um, – I couldn't imagine a postseason without that because, <laughs> to be honest, like during the regular season, probably not given those strike calls, Graham. But postseason, strike zone opens up in the postseason. There's no doubt about that. Why would it go? Shouldn't it go the other way, if anything? I agree. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, in the postseason, umps are way more lenient towards pitchers. Are they just tired at the end of the season? They're just I don't like, know if let's, go, like let's call that. it a year. I think it's more <laughs> just like, let's fucking make these guys swing the bat. Oh, man. Also, All do you right. notice how more often, this is just goes down the pressure in baseball, how people get on base. People don't get on base this often in the regular season as they do in the postseason. I argue it's easier to score in the postseason than regular season. And the reason why I say that, I'm not Do you think the runs suggest that? I don't know if it is, but my mind game says it does because 
the pitchers have so much pressure on them that they throw so many more balls. I'm telling you, well, they walk way more people. I will the say that I will say this too. Season. Here's a difference, especially when you get to these best of sevens, and then we'll jump into this mailbag. When especially you get game three, four, five, you're seeing the same bullpen guys right, every yeah. game for the most part. No, I like, don't know if the math suggests it, but I'm telling you right now, I think it's easier to score in the postseason than it is the regular season. Hashtag Bears Super Chat. Get your questions on the show. It is mailbag time. Let's dive into it. What's up, Bears fans? Harrison Graham here with another mailbag video for you guys. So use hashtag Bears or Super Chat to get your questions answered on the show. We're going to answer as many as we possibly can starting right now. Kevin C. with a first-time Super Chat. Shout out Kevin C. Sends in $10. He says, Imagine if Bajan is a standout QB1 and our franchise QB. We still get number one pick, trade Justin Fields. It's wishful thinking, thinking, but as a Bears fan, we have to dream. Bajan could go down as a Chicago legend. Look, I, I'm not, I, I don't want to put a ceiling on a player, but, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say he could go down as a Chicago legend after one start. Um, one game at a time, one play at a time. Let's see how he plays against the Chargers and go from there because we – do know that he's very likely to play in this game as Justin Fields is still dealing with an injury. F. Marsh in the chat. Could Chicago buy low for someone like Carl Lawson to help the pass rush? Now, Carl Lawson's kind of been phased out of the Jets' um, defensive line rotation. Guys like Bryce Huff have stepped up and done more for that team, and that, that's just a loaded defense anyway. I just don't know if he fits the bill of a player the Bears would trade for. It wouldn't cost you a lot, but he's more of a vet. I think he's around. He's almost 30 now. So, like, if they're going to trade for something, for a piece, I, I still think it's a young player. Like, I think it's like a Chase Young, a Montez Sweat. Like, if, if uh, Washington just decides, oh, we can't pay both these guys, we'll trade a young guy that you could uh, commit to extending. But I just, you know, a veteran player, that Carl Lawson's going to go to some contender. Like, the Niners are going to throw a seventh-round pick for him or something like that. So don't think the Bears are going to be that team where they're at right now at 2-5. and five. If they're going to buy at the deadline, they're going to buy uh, very young talent that they can pay. Okay, will the Bears make a trade, whether it's buying or selling, before the NFL trade deadline? Type Y for yes, or you can type in for no. Will the Bears make another trade? My gut says yes, but I don't think it'll be a major one. Let me know what you guys think. Oh, Geezer Kieran, uh, what about Fields for Herbert trade? Justin Herbert? Uh, I know he's been struggling a bit, but I don't think the Chargers are doing that. Uh, yeah, that's that's not going to happen. Chargers aren't trading Herbert. Um, that's There's just no possible chance that happens. Gee, Willie, thoughts on drafting Van Pran out of Georgia? Well, if you've watched either of our first two mock drafts, uh, I took him both times. He's a second, third-round type of prospect. You've got to figure out center long-term. Uh, I will say this. I thought Lucas Patrick played pretty decent against the uh, Raiders. I think you can get through this season with him if he can stay healthy, but long-term, Lucas Patrick's not very good. We know Cody Whitehair's not the answer. I don't think Doug Kramer's the answer, but I'd be intrigued to see him play. Maybe he will at some point this season. Yeah, you need to, you need to draft a legitimate starting center that you can build with moving forward. Ogden's upcycled. If did any of the coaches explain why Bajant wasn't in to throw the Hail Mary into the half? 
Yeah, uh, Matt Eberflus basically said Nate Peterman has a bigger arm, so they put him in there. Bajent jokingly said, I have a cannon. Um, I don't know the difference in arm strength. I'm not at those practices every day. I don't think Bajent has a top-tier NFL arm. I think he's got a decent NFL arm, but I don't really view uh, Nate Peterman as someone who has a cannon either. So kind of a weird deal, but who knows. Ben Seaton, do you think the offense will run more slants and curls to make the offense more manageable for Bajan? I mean, they kind of did a lot of that. Although, it wasn't really a, like, a ton of slants. It was a lot of like, they did a lot of screens. He got back to the check down a lot. A couple slants, a couple like, little like drag route type of things, some curls. Uh, they're kind of doing that already, Ben. I think the question is, is like, when does the double move come? Because to me, like, defenses are going to start sitting on those underneath routes. That's where you hit them on a double move. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, maybe even Tyler Scott, who's been getting more involved uh, as of late. Uh, that is the next level of this. You got you got to pull that out of the playbook. Xavier Soup, hot take. I feel like so far this season, even with the injury, Jalen Johnson has shown he should have been paid before Komet. I don't really have a strong opinion on who should have been paid uh, first, which, by the way, uh, before Fields got hurt last week and before this first Bajan game where Komet didn't have a catch, he was like top four or five in like every tight end category. Catches, touchdowns, receptions. He's probably dipped a little bit because uh, last week was a struggle against the Vikings and obviously uh, Bajan's first start, they only threw for 160 yards. But um, Komet's done some good things this year. He's had a nice season. Um, so uh, now could you have paid both, yeah. Like I, I was team pay Jalen Johnson, and I, I still am. I, if, in fact, I'm even more uh, pay Jalen Johnson at this point. So we're on the same page there, Xavier. Jalen Johnson's the guy you keep around. All right, something you guys should want to be doing in your lives is saving money, monitoring your finances. That is what Rocket Money does. It is a personal finance app that will find and cancel any unwanted subscriptions and monitor your spending and help you lower your bills all in one place. It shows you all of your subscriptions on one screen and how much you're paying per month. It's probably more than you think. Click cancel to the ones you don't want anymore. That way you can save on a monthly basis. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. With over 5 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of over $700 per year. Think about that. What could you do with $700? Uh, I could start a college fund for my son. I could go on a vacation. Uh, I could uh, have several nice meals. I could do a lot. I imagine you guys could too. Rocketmoney.com slash bears. Now get started today. Download the app with our link right now and uh, start saving money uh, and stop spending as much on unnecessary subscriptions. Michael with the Super Chat. Appreciate it, Michael. He says, the fan base is so divided, it's wild. You've got the camp that thinks Bajan is the second coming of Drew Brees and others who will still ride or die uh, for fields. I just want to win. What say you? Yeah, I mean, look, that should be the goal of every fan base is to win. Now, everyone's a lot of different opinion on who they think the better quarterback is. Who do I think gives you a better chance to be a franchise quarterback? I still think that's Justin Fields. Now, do I think it's a high chance at this point? Probably not, because Ryan Poles, if I had to guess, is probably uh, barring a major shift in the rest of the season from field, uh, in, in field's play from a consistency standpoint, is probably already looking ahead to next year. 
uh, at the quarterback position. But like, if you're asking me if a six foot three, two hundred and thirty pound quarterback that can run a four four, led the league in rushing for a quarterback uh, one year, uh, throws a good deep ball, um, has all the physical attributes you want, has all the leadership skills you want, um, but just hasn't quite put it all together yet in terms of on the field consistency as a thrower, or Tyson Bajan out of Division II Shepherd, who has started one game in his NFL career and threw an average of 2.1 yards per attempt in that one game, albeit he was very efficient in doing so. Yeah, I still think Fields has the better chance, but I'm down to see if Bajan can be the guy. Like, I just want them to find a goddamn quarterback. I don't care who it is. I'm not Justin Fields' brother. I'm not Tyson Bajan's brother. Like, I have no bias uh, or, like, extra reason to, like, cheer for one guy over the other. I just want this team to find a franchise quarterback. I don't care who it is. Scott Waja, what is Jalen Johnson worth with the new contract? Well, let's take a look at the highest-paid corners here because we do have that graphic available. Um, It's a tricky thing to figure out, um, as are a lot of contracts, um, because – to me, Jalen Johnson's not a guy that should get $20 million a year. He's had some minor injuries, which have caused him to miss some games. Not a lot, but some. Um, but he's also better than guys like, you know, J.C. Jackson right now. You could even argue a guy like Tredavious White before he tore his ACL. He had not played well the last year and a half. Um, you know, so, like, can you get him at $15, 16000000 million a year? Can, can you keep it under 17 or 18? Like, if you can, I, I think that's a no-brainer. Now, if he wants $20 million a year, I could certainly understand some hesitation. But uh, to me, he's a proven enough player that uh, you should keep him around, especially since he's only 24 years old. Don't miss out, Bears fans. If the Bears make a trade, we're going to go live here on the channel. So subscribe and turn on notifications. I think we'll be live on trade deadline day regardless. So stay tuned for that. Hopefully uh, the Bears don't trade Jalen Johnson. Uh, I would be disappointed by that move. But uh, if they do, I promise you we'll be going live and we'll break it all down. Tito, if the game plan has always been to get the ball out quick and Bajant does that well and Fields not so much, why not see what he can do for four games? Rather have a game manager getting the ball out quick and not turning it over. See, here's what I'll counter with Tito. I do think he can probably do that type of offense better. But, like, that's not a franchise quarterback. Like, you have to be able to be more than a game manager. Like, you know what, you know what this is, Tito? This is, Daniel, this is the Giants paying Daniel Jones $40 million a year. Yeah, sure, he can dink and dunk. He's decently mobile. He can do some okay things when things around him are nice. But, like, when defenses study tape and adjust and you're required to throw the ball more downfield and do different things, like, he gets exposed. So, like, I'm not saying Bajant can't do those things. I'm just saying, based on what I saw in that game plan last week, they didn't even want him to. Like, they didn't even try to. So, look, again, I'm down to see more. I said I would start him against the Chargers, which they're going to do. So, um, I'm excited to see how that plays out. But the ceiling is not nearly as high is the only point I'm making. Edgar Carmona, what do you think the Bears need the most this upcoming draft? I mean, look, obviously quarterback's the big discussion. Uh, let's take quarterback out of it. I think it's, I think it's offensive line, especially center, potentially left tackle, edge, defensive line in general. You could use a three-tech. And I still think wide receiver because after D.J. Moore, you don't know what you have next year. 
Tyler Scott and Bayless Jones are under contract, but you know, I, I'm eager to see more Tyler Scott. He's been doing some good things, but like, is he ready to be a number two or even a number three? I'm not sure. Darnell Mooney's a free agent. He's been quiet this year. Like, is that a guy? Maybe you bring him back for cheap, but or cheap-ish, but he's probably your number three. Like, that's why I'm intrigued with a Marvin Harrison or even a Malik Neighbors. Like, get someone in here that can be a big-time threat opposite of Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, that's that's enticing to me. Or opposite of DJ Moore. That's that's very enticing to me. Yo, you. Yo, you. Is Josh Jacobs a potential trade candidate for the Bears? Running back is probably the last position I would trade for, if I'm being honest. And why is that, Harrison? Well, um, Deontay Foreman just controlled the game for you, and he was a healthy scratch for a month. Like, I will say this. Like, this running game for this team has been pretty solid when they've committed to it, regardless of the running back. And that goes back to last year, which really makes you question Getz even more at times. It's like, you know you can run the football. Why don't you do it more? <laughs> so, uh, I no interest in trading for Josh Jacobs. Can Tyson Bajent beat the Chargers? Type one for yes, type two for no. What say you? Can Bajent get it done for a second straight week? Super chat from Michael. Appreciate it, Michael. Ideally for me, we know by mid-December whether Bajent or Fields can be a bona fide starter for 24, and then use all draft capital on building talent, focus on trenches, possibly Marvin Harrison. I mean, yeah, that was the whole thing coming into this year. Now, we didn't think Bajent would be in the convo, and I'm still not sure he is. Obviously, he is for this week. Um, but the goal of this year was to find out, yes or no, firm answer, if you have your franchise quarterback. Um, I don't think it's a firm answer yet on Justin Fields. I think the, the potential of that being, yes, he can be, is dwindling in Ryan Pohl's eyes. Is there a slight sliver that – in their eyes, that Tyson Bajant could be that? I don't know. I think if I had to guess, they probably view him more as like a high-level backup. Like, that's what they're hoping he becomes. Like, can he be a Gardner Minshew? Someone like that. Um, I, let's see. Let's see how Bajant plays against the Chargers. Go from there. DC Viper, what would be the asking price for Montez Sweater Chase Young, and would it be worth trading a second? Well, I, let me just first make this clear. Uh, there is no scenario in my mind where you're trading your first one of your first round picks. I, definitely not Carolina's, but I don't think your own either. Um, so if the asking price is a first, that's that's a non-starter for me. Could you get a Chase Young or a Montez Sweat with your second and like a day three pick? Would I consider that? Maybe. I mean, hell, <laughs> you could throw Dom Rob in the deal, young developmental guy for one of those franchises if they want to take him back. Um, I'd consider that. I'd consider day two compensation for Sweater Young because they're both young enough, especially Chase Young, uh, where giving them an extension makes sense on your timeline. So we'll see. Not giving up a first, but uh, I would give up uh, a day two pick. All right. Follow us on social media, at HGramNFL on Instagram, at HGramNFL on Twitter. We got you covered. Uh, if you have any questions that we didn't get answered on the show, hit us up over there, at HGramNFL, Twitter, Instagram. Make it happen. Boom. Sam Lactara, while we were all here giving our expert QB opinions, why can't we trade both our first-rounders to Arizona for Josh Dobbs? There's no way they say no. You're right about that, Lactara. There's they, no way they would say no. The NFL would not allow that trade to go through. The Cardinals would have picks number one, picks number two. And two more first. Picks number three. 
and like potentially a top 10, depending on how the Texans play. Oh, yeah. Josh Dobbs stinks. That would be – talk about a fast rebuild there. They could draft Caleb Williams, Drake May, and another quarterback. They'd be able to get – they'd yeah. be able to get Caleb Williams, one Ol- of the two quarterbacks, Marvin Harrison Jr., and Olu if you wanted to. Or they drafted Paris Johnson last year. Who's their right tackle, though? I think he's playing right tackle, weirdly enough. Oh, then who's their left tackle? I have no idea. What if you drafted Brock Bowers and Marvin Harrison? That'd be kind of nasty. Imagine, yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams, Marvin Harrison Jr., Brock Bowers, keep Marquise Mar- Brown. Keep Marquise Brown. Kind of tough. He's kind of been good this kinda year, tough. too. All right. D-backs got to get out of this here. They're, this is going to be a tank, and it's going to be like, oh, well, Philly's do it again. Tell me it's not Bryce Harper. No, it's Trey Turner. Oh, it's almost equally as brutal, though. Uh, if it was Harper, he would absolutely go yet. <laughs> Uh, by the way, who is the who is this modern Jason Worth? Brandon Marsh. They're the same guy. Former top prospect for the Angels. If they did an investigation and found out that was actually Jason Worth, would anyone be surprised? Jason Worth. Talk about a scumbag. <laughs> that was when the Phillies were peak scumbags. Yeah, Utley, they were, they were Worth, douchebags. Even Jason Hayward was kind of a tool. Was Hayward a Phil? Maybe he wasn't. I, I thought he was a Philly. Phil. Wasn't he? I might be mixing him up with somebody. Let me check Jason Hayward. I don't think he was a Phil. Wesley Lewis, I get that Fields is partially to blame for his lack of progress while in Chicago, but coaching is mostly to blame. Good coaching means everything. Yeah, I, Wesley, I think I've been pretty clear on that. Like, Yeah, uh, he was a brave for obviously the beginning of his career. Never a Phil. Okay. I think I'm mixing him up with somebody. Um, Hayward was awesome with the Cubs. Probably thinking of scumbag Anthony Rendon. I don't know why Wait, I mixed no, them up. He was never a Phil either. That was you. <laughs> um, yeah, Wesley, I think I've made this point pretty consistently. I, I have not liked a lot of game plans and what they've tried to do with Justin in these games, but he's got to carry blame as well. I feel like that's kind of how I've said it for the most part. Um, I've defended him a lot. I've blamed coaching a lot. I've blamed him some. So, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a valid point, Wesley. Go to Rashard Lee. NBA question. Thoughts on Josh Green contract? Well, Rashard, it's up on Mavericks today. If you want to go check it out, but uh, I'm okay with it. I I was kind of in the camp of let this play out, but they didn't pay him as much as he could have gotten. So I, I guess that's a fair compromise. But yeah, I'll see it, Trey. That's a big strikeout. Throw him out for tossing the bat. Start bowing him. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. One more seggy. We'll get out of here. One more seg. Nasty pitch by Kelly. He's got so much more work to do. So your Dream World Series is still alive. Still on the table. Astros, Diamondbacks. I don't watch a game, and I just fall asleep. Real quick, who y'all got tonight? Astros, Rangers. Type A for Astros, R for Rangers. Who y'all rolling with? Who wins tonight? Rolly would be quite happy if it was Diamondbacks Astros, so I can just watch the World Series in peace. Actually, I probably wouldn't watch the World Series. I would just sleep. See him mostly ours. Not a surprise. Rashard, Christian. Jay Hen says Astros. Look, Taurus is D-back versus Phillies World Series. It's impossible. They're playing right now. They're playing right now. Come on, Lochte. Unless he's saying Unless he's saying this the is winner the winner is going to win anyway. Can the Diamondbacks win a World Series? 
It's crazy. baseball. So. It's 2019 national one, so anyone can win. God, I hate the national. <laughs> do you? Who do you not hate in baseball other than the Mets? You don't hate the Astros. I don't hate the Astros. I don't hate the Diamondbacks. Yeah. I hate everyone in the NL East with a burning passion. Yankees. Hate the Yankees. I obviously hate the Rangers right now. Like, I never hated the Rangers until they trade for Max Scherzer. <laughs> like, if they never trade for Max Scherzer and they say, traded for quite literally anyone else, and Max Scherzer went to the Mariners, I would have no problem if the Rangers won the series. Man, this is a big big debac- big thing tonight with him starting game oh, seven. Oh, and it's perfect because <laughs> when he shits himself and gives a five earned runs in an inning in the third, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be celebrating. All right. If he's dealing, are you going to turn the game off, or will you see it through? So the thing is, like, I'm actually not going to watch the beginning of the game. So why? I'm going to be at the gym. So ah, look at you flexing on us. Yeah, I'm that guy. I'm that guy. <sighs> yeah, really, I'm going to be at the gym. Uh, uh, uh. I don't have YouTube TV on my phone. Uh, uh, uh. Are you not a watch? Or listen to a game while you work out. No, guy? I have to. I, I'll I'll get bored. It's got to be music. It has to be music. All right. Saying Ray, if Bajan throws for three fifty and four touchdowns, I mean, look, if Bajan is <laughs> lights up the Chargers and is making all the throws, throws for three hundred plus and four tutties, I think that shifts the conversation pretty significantly. I tell yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. but that would also be more than double the output we just saw. More than double. He threw for 162 and one touchdown. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I would say that would be eye-opening to all of us, no? <laughs> like, I mean, hell, if he throws for 250 and two or three touchdowns, like, that shifts the conversation it's pretty dramatically. It's time to start a dialogue. So, yeah, insert the uh, Charles Barkley, it's time to start a dialogue meme. All right, let's get to our last segment. I'm basically just going to – Tell Ryan Poles how to do his job when it comes to Jalen Johnson. So let's dive into it here. Keep Jalen Johnson. That's going to be the point of this video. All right, guys, before we dive into today's show, which is basically just my message and reasoning to Ryan Poles of why the Bears should keep and pay Jalen Johnson, sign him to a contract extension. If you're with me, if you want that to happen, subscribe to the channel. If not, voice crap, voice is struggling. Wow. Uh, tell me why in the comments. Why would you not uh, pay Jalen Johnson? Maybe you just want to trade him. Maybe you don't think he's worthy of a contract, whatever the case may be. Subscribe if you want to keep him. If not, tell me why in the comments section. To pay or to trade Jalen Johnson. That is the discussion on Chicago Bears. Now, my name is Harrison Graham. Let's talk about it. Jalen Johnson has made it clear repeatedly, in fact, that he wants a new deal with the Bears. He wants to be in Chicago. Uh, He literally called Chicago his home recently. Uh, He, as of now, is currently set to be a 2024 free agent. And, of course, the NFL trade deadline is looming. Tuesday, October 31st, Halloween. We're getting very, very close uh, to that deadline. And Jalen Johnson, at least for the Bears, has been the hot name. Teams are always looking to bolster their secondaries. Jalen Johnson is a legitimate uh, coverage corner in this league uh, that can play at a high level. He can be a CB1. He can be a high-level CB2 if that's what you need. Um, And the reason I really want to talk about this today is because Jalen Johnson in the Bears' win 
over the Raiders. First of all, he was swagged out with the, with the orange long sleeve. Really good look under the navy jersey. But after his pick six, which he had two picks on the day, he did one of these to the camera. Like, he's stacking bills. Like, hey, yeah, keep me. Pay me. I want to be here. And, of course, there was debate. Did he do that intentionally? Did he not? Well, he did. He said, yeah, I was sending a message. Damn right, 100%. I've been wanting to get to the table. I know who I am. I know I can play this game at a high level, and I feel like I deserve to get paid like that. Look, we can debate whether or not that was the right way to go about things, whether or not you think that was cocky or arrogant or whatever, but Jalen Johnson has done everything right up to this point by Ryan Poles, by his teammates. As a player in this league, he has handled things very well, very well. I do not have a problem with him sending a message to Ryan Poles in that way. He's not saying, hey, what you know, you suck at your job or something like that. He's just like, hey, man, I can make plays for you. Pay me. I want to be here. I don't want to play somewhere else. I want to be here. Um, so, again, we can debate on the optics of it, but uh, I have not minded how Jalen Johnson has done things. And, in fact, I think he's done things in, in the right way way more often than not since he's been here. And I want to ask you, because it's a hot topic. There's a lot of – Boomer mentality of like, oh, that's not the right way to do things. And, and I get it. I'm not full like, you know, Gen Z or something like that. Like, oh, it's just players can do whatever they want. Like, I, I'm not saying that. But I was okay with it here. Did you like Jalen Johnson's in-game message? Did you like the stacking dollar bills and kind of sending that little message to Ryan Poles? Type L if you liked it. Type D if you disliked it. Curious to see what you guys think down in the comment section. Here's why I'm fine with it. Number one. He did not hold out a training camp. He absolutely could have. He could have. Roquan Smith did it last year, and he was valid in doing so. Jalen Johnson's arguably your best defensive player. He could have held out a camp. He didn't. He missed a couple weeks of OTAs. No big deal. Number two, he said he will not request a trade. He hasn't. He said, I'm not, I haven't to this point. I'm not going to request a trade. Uh, he could easily do that if he wasn't happy with negotiations. You know who did that? Roquan Smith, uh, which – I didn't even really blame him, to be honest. Um, number three, he called Chicago his home. He's like, yeah, I want to be here. This is my home. That's pretty significant. Like, he doesn't want to leave these guys. Like, he feels – he wants to see this through. He's been in a lot of losing football at the Bears. He wants to be here when it turns around. He wants to be a reason it does turn around. He's been a great player and a great teammate on top of all of that as well. Like, it's not like he just says and acts the right way. He's actually a good football player, too. I mean, this year he's having his best year yet. Uh, he's got 15 tackles, always been a w willing tackler. Three breakups, two INTs. Quarterbacks are completing less than 53% of their passes when they target him. The QB rating when targeted is 28.4. That is extraordinarily low. To put into context how low that is, and low as in good for Johnson, bad for the quarterbacks who are throwing his way, if you spike the ball on every snap, if, you're, if a quarterback goes 0 for 50 and he just spikes the ball in all 50 attempts, you have a 39.6 rating. So what does that tell you? When they throw at Jalen, he's taking the football away or a turnover's happening in some regard. So Jalen Johnson is a guy you pay, period, end of story. He's a 24-year-old corner who is still getting better every single year. Yes, he's had some minor uh, injury concerns that's caused him to miss a few games here and there, but nothing that should have you have major cause for concern. He is a number one corner in this league. Look at the highest paid corners in this league. He's better than some of these guys when you look at the top 10 list. Now, I would not pay him $20 million per year because he has missed a few games with injuries. 
because he hasn't been a guy that always takes the football away, but he has been a consistent, sticky cover corner. And now that they're playing more man especially, you're seeing uh, those ball skills on display even more when they do throw at him, which isn't very often. I thought Jaquan Brisker made a great point a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, they don't throw at 33. <laughs> Watch the game. They don't throw his way. And when they do, good things happen for the Bears. So uh, I don't know what that price tag looks like. I don't know if you can get him 15, 16 a year. I don't think it's going to cost 20 a year. But if I'm the Bears, if I'm Ryan Poles, like this is a no-brainer to me. Like this is a move that I am making. More on this in a few moments, but guys, I've been telling you about Prize Picks, our daily fantasy sports sponsor here at Chicago Bears. Now, I'm going to continue to tell you about Prize Picks because it's very easy, it's very fun, it's very simple. Here's how it works you pick two to six players on any given entry, and this can be NFL, college football, uh, NBA, college basketball when that starts, uh, which is Rowley's favorite, by the way, and a whole lot more Major League Baseball playoffs and if they will go for more or less than their prize picks projection. So I already got a pick two out uh, for this next week. I got more receiving yards on DJ Moore's projection. He barely hit it this week. I think he gets a little bit more involved, so I'm going to go the more there. And then Puka Nakua had a monster game this week. Uh, Cooper Cup did not. They've been kind of alternating, so I'm going to have that be flipped where Cooper Cup goes off uh, for L.A., but Nakua uh, is held in check a little bit. So less than... For Puka Nakua there, uh, 20 to win 60 there, 10 to win 30. You can win three times your money on a two-player entry. If you go up to six players, you can win 25 times your money. So check out PrizePix today, prizepix.com slash CLNS. Use our code CLNS uh, to get a deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePix. That link is in the comments and in the description. Okay, I want to take the conversation too here because Ryan Poles is the general manager. When he took this job, he talked about his roster-building philosophy, and this is a direct quote. He says, I truly believe in homegrown talent. I truly believe in drafting the right players and developing them here, and that will help us in the long run. So my message to polls is this. Yes, I get it. You didn't draft Jalen Johnson, but he's homegrown talent. And by the way, he called Roquan Smith homegrown talent before he traded him. He's like, yeah, I believe in homegrown talent. That's what Roquan is. Don't make the same mistake twice with Roquan. And I get it. Roquan demanded a trade. He wanted to reset the market. This was – you were just starting the rebuild. To an extent, I get it. And, like, I think you've recovered okay at linebacker. TJ Edwards is a nice deal. Probably overpaid for Tremaine Edmonds, but you got a second-round pick out of the Roquan deal. So, eh, I, I still think it probably would have made more sense to keep Roquan, but um, I understood that one a little bit. Don't make that mistake here. Don't do it, man. Like, keep Jalen Johnson. He's 24. He wants to be here. He has not requested a trade. He says he won't request a trade. He just wants an adequate payday. And I don't think that's too much to ask for a player of his caliber. I think Ryan Poles hopefully will learn from that mistake or miscalculation, whatever you want to call it with Roquan, and make the right decision here, and that would be to pay Jalen Johnson. What do you guys think? Not what you would do, what you predict will happen. What will Ryan Poles do with Jalen Johnson? Will he trade him before the trade deadline, or will he pay him? Doesn't necessarily have to pay him before the trade deadline, but will he commit to keeping him and paying him? T for trade, P for pay. What say you? Let us know in the comments section. And again, Jalen Johnson has a track record. Like, he's been very good. I mean, he had 15 pass breakups as a rookie in this league. Nine breakups the next year. Last year, he missed a few more games with injury, seven breakups. Uh, this year, he's been great. We, we showed the stats earlier 
uh, in terms of like the advanced coverage stats, how quarterbacks are really struggling throwing at him. He got two interceptions yesterday against the Raiders. Like, this is a CB1. Is he a top five corner in this league? Probably not. Top 15, though? Yeah, he's top 15. He's a top 10, top 15 corner in the NFL, and he's playing like a top five, top seven corner this year. There's no doubt about that. So um, I just – I look at this, too. Like, you could really have a really strong corner room. Tyreek Stevenson's been coming along. I like what I've seen from Kyler Gordon in the nickel. And Terrell Smith, before he got mono, when he got some opportunities, he was flashing as well. I mean, you got three or four guys that you feel pretty good about, and that trio with Stevenson and Gordon – could be really special potentially. Not for sure. We still got to see Gordon and Stevenson come along, but Jalen's there. Like he's at a high standard and he's still improving. If Gordon and Stevenson can keep improving, then that could be a special group. And bottom line, too, you want to talk about roster building, philosophy, or whatever, you need blue chip players. Whether or not you think Jalen Johnson's the top five corner in this league, you can debate that among yourselves. He's your second best player on this football team, though. DJ Moore is the only player in my eyes that you could make a strong argument is better than Jalen Johnson. Seriously. I mean, I mean, do you want to say like Tevin Jenkins, Darnell Wright? Like, sure, Darnell Wright could get there, but right now he's not there. Tevin Jenkins, yeah, he's a really good player, but he's got major injury concerns. Jalen Johnson, minor injury concerns. Like, who else are we talking about? Like, Cole Komet's not a better player than Jalen Johnson. Darnell Moody's not a better player. Khalil Herbert, I, lo- I love Justin Fields' talent, but he's not a better player than Jalen Johnson. Like, He's your second-best player, man. You can rebuild with him. It's okay. You don't have to let everyone go and always trade for draft capital and try to do it that way. Like, pay Jalen Johnson. Commit to him. You got plenty of draft capital. It's okay. That is what I would do. That is my message to Ryan Polk. All right, guys. That's it. Jalen Johnson, we're keeping an eye on this. About a week until the trade deadline, so hopefully he stays in Chicago. Again, if the Bears make a trade, we will be going live. So hit that subscribe button, youtube.com slash bears now.